He's gaining in, in popularity, and people are seeing him heal people and raise people from the dead. And so there's lots and lots of people who are seeing Jesus do amazing things. And so there's tons of people that are gathering around him. And Luke begins to tell us this story. He begins to tell us about what Jesus is doing. And so it says this in Luke chapter 8, verses, uh, verse 1. It says, soon afterward... He went through the cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom of God means just this. It means life the way that God intended it. It means the thing that you're always searching for but can't seem to find. It means that this is what human flourishing looks like. Jesus has the answer to that. So Jesus is preaching the good news about his way of life, the way that life, uh, life the way that God intended it. And so he's preaching this, and the 12 disciples were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses, Mary called Magdalene, who, who, whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the, the wife of Chusa, uh, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means. So this is amazing. Why it's amazing is this, is that religion was established by the man of the house in that day. And so women were not the ones who were leading in this area at all. But Luke goes out of his way to say there's uh, men and there's women. There's boys and there's girls. This is uh, revolutionary. Jesus is a revolutionary, and there are tons of people following him. And Luke wants us to see and to know that there is a crazy thing happening here. Lots of people are coming around Jesus. And so one day, Jesus has this huge group of people that are following him. He has all of these people that think he's so awesome. And so one day he turns around and he tells them a story. And the story is for a reason. Jesus tells a story because people often think that they're following Jesus without really listening to him. Jesus tells a story to all these people who say, Jesus, you're awesome. You're so cool. And Jesus kind of turns around and he says, oh, yeah, are you really listening to me? Are you really hearing what I'm saying? There's a lot of people in the church today. There's a lot of people who attend church. And, and they, they come to church week in and week out. But Jesus has a question for you. Are you really listening to him? Do you hear what he's saying at all? Are you somebody who's just grown up in the church most of your life? Are you somebody who has, uh, who has really grown into a hard heart and you don't really uh, read your Bible, you don't really listen, you don't have Christian community and so no one's really digging into your life? Are you somebody who's shallow, and as soon as difficulty comes, you're out because difficulty comes in your life? Are you somebody who has so many cares and so many things that are happening in your life that you, you just don't have time for it? You attend church occasionally, you do, but you, you're not really listening to who Jesus is. But you call yourself a Christian, and Jesus turns around, and he wants to tell you a story right now. Jesus is telling you a story. And so he says this. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, a parable is a story that has a spiritual meaning. Jesus says, I want to tell you a story. Listen, listen to my story here. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds came and ate all the seeds. And some came and fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some seeds fell among thorns, or like blackberry bushes, 
And the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew lots and lots and lots of fruit. And he said these, and as he said these things, he called out and he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Excuse me? Hey, Bo Dirt, I'm in the middle of a sermon, dude. Yeah, I know. This is really important. Are you serious right now? Okay, I guess so. Hang on a sec. You, you've been doing research? Well, yeah. I mean, Brandon and I, right? Like, we've been going through Luke. That makes, I'm more concerned now, but. Uh, I don't know what that means, but. Uh, so, I, listen, I got an idea for the ears to hear. Do you really? Yeah, I think I got it figured out. Do, okay. I, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm intrigued. Bear with me here. Okay, okay. So, okay. What are you doing? Okay. Oh. You, you, you do. That's what I'm telling you. Amazon. Thank you, Brandon. Really? Really? Well, uh, that, that, that's not really what Jesus is, 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 is what? talking. That's, that's not what Jesus is talking about. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's not what Jesus means. He's talking about spiritual ears to hear. He's, he's not just saying, it, not, not tears for fears, ears to hear. What? Yeah. You know what? I'll explain it in a minute, and then you'll 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 figure this out. I just let me get a little bit further in the sermon here. Okay, okay, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Okay, okay. So, so so Jesus goes on, and it says this. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said to them. So Jesus just told this story, and the disciples are confused and they don't understand it. So Jesus says, "Let me make it really simple for you. Let me help you understand the story that I'm trying to tell you." And so he says. To you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. So Jesus is saying, you have a special knowledge. And what's the special knowledge? Jesus is right there. He's telling them. God has opened up their heart so that they can understand the secrets of life the way that God intended it. And he says, but for others, they're in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. I, I cannot believe that this never happens in a regular service. Like, I'm sorry, John McStuffins, everybody. Really? It has to be Johnny. Hey, what, what, what do you What do you have to say? Did it really? All roads lead to Amazon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Hey, 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 guys, can, can, can I interrupt for a second? I, I'm right in the middle of a sermon, right in the middle of a sermon. Could, could you just hang on for just a moment? It is, yeah, all right, j, 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 just, you, you know what, guys, this, what this is talking about is, is Jesus is basically saying, if you listen to what he says, then you'll get more truth. And you know, you know what, guys? Maybe you need to hear this more than anybody else. So why don't you, why don't you guys just come up here? Would, would that be okay, guys, if we bring them up? Would, would you guys just come up here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, all right, yeah, yeah. Just come up here, grab grab a chair, and I'll I'll just I'll, I'll just teach you guys for the most part here. And then, wow, wow. Thanks, Pastor Matt. Yeah, that's that might be just a little bit close. 
Kind of a close talker, aren't you? I got a space bubble here. Okay. You got a space bubble. Okay, just right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Gray, I just looked at it. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Well. <laughs> I have a feeling that this entire sermon's going off the rails. You are. Uh, We'll cut all this from the live stream. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't understand what live stream is. So, all right. So, guys. So, guys. Live. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we have kids videos that we produce every week, and these are two characters uh, from from our kids videos. So, it'd be it, if you're if you have children and they've been watching the video, they know. You may not. So, uh, so here they are. So, let me tell you guys. Jesus begins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Jesus begins to explain his story like this. He says, you guys listening? What? Yes. All right. Jesus begins to explain his story like this. Uh, the parable, the story is this. He says the seed is the word of God. Jesus says that the seed that is, being, that is being cast is the word of God. And it's talking about a sower. Do you guys know what a sower is? Okay. My granny's got a sower. Really? Really? Oh, oh. That that's 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 not let, let, let me That's a sewing machine. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good try though. Thank you so much for for trying Bo. We'll we'll keep going here. So a sower is a farmer. A sower is a farmer. And so a, a farmer would have something like a like a a satchel. It would be kind of like a purse. In fact, does someone have a purse here that they could loan loan me? Oh, you Oh, you you do? Okay, oh, can I can I borrow that for just a moment, little Finny? Thank you, I love you. Okay, all right. So uh, you know, uh, Johnny, why don't you why don't you come up here? Why don't you come up here? Let me let me show you how this would work. Hey, how about this? Uh, it's like you're the host and I'm the. <laughs> you you you're the you're the farmer. Okay, okay. So 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 a a farmer or a sower would take the seed out of the satchel, which in this, and this is very much like, it's, like, it's a unicorn purse. It's very much like the satchel that they would have been using. I'll, 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 I'll bet that, I, I think that's exactly what would have happened. And so he would just take, he would take some seed and he would, and he would, and he would, he would toss it. He would toss it. Oh, 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 no, that's not, that's not, that's not. Gotta get your hips into it. Just kind of just move with it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just get. Yeah. 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 That's. See, that is that is perfect. So a farmer, he'd be sowing his seed with that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You 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 may sit down. So Jesus is a sower. Jesus is a sower. And he is sowing seed, and he's throwing it. And he says that there's four places, four kinds of hearts in the world that he sows seed into. He talks about the hard heart, which is the path. He talks about the shallow heart, which is the rocky soil. And he talks about the distracted heart, which is the thorns or the blackberry bushes. And then he talks about the good heart. And so what he says is this. 
He says, the ones along the path are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. And so what does it look like that that the devil comes and takes away Jesus' word from our heart? Well, it says this in verse five. He kind of explains it a little bit better. He says, a sower went out to sow a seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. So guys, what do you think the problem is here with with this seed? Okay. The path. Uh-huh. I, 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 not quite. What is, yeah, go ahead. Okay. That's what we call a high traffic area. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's, that's, that's exactly right. So this is what's happened. How about that? Jesus says he sows some seed, and some of that seed falls onto a hard heart. It's a hard heart that has been trampled down. It's soil that is very hard packed and the seed can't get in there. The seed can't be a part of it. This describes a person who's been coming to church maybe all of their life and they've heard all the truths about Jesus and so forth, but it's never gotten into their soul. It might be somebody like you who's gone to church most of your life. You've been going with your parents, and they've been telling you all the right answers. You know all the right answers. You know, how to, you know how to answer every Bible question that there is. But the truth about Jesus hasn't gotten in there, and it has not produced fruit. See, adults do this, too, when they come up with this idea that they say, I know what sin is and what it isn't. And so even though the Bible calls that sin, I'm going to say it's not sin. I'm going to say, I'll just do whatever I want, however I want. It's, when, it's somebody who's heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and it's never penetrated their heart and the reason it hasn't is because they don't want to admit that they have sinned. Or they might think, you know what, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm a pretty gr- good girl. I'm somebody who doesn't really have a whole lot going on. You know what, why wouldn't Jesus save me? And the gospel's never penetrated your heart because you don't believe that you have Sin. You don't believe that you need Jesus teaching on his kingdom. And so the first one is a hard heart. Do you have a hard heart? Do you have a heart that will not submit to Jesus Christ? Jesus says he has a word for you. He has something to tell you this morning. Secondly, we got the rocks, which is the shallow heart. It says this in verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a little while, and in a a time of testing, they fall away. Or when things get hard, they stop following Jesus. And then it says in verse 6 as well, And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. This just in, I am the rocky soil. You're the rocky soil? I know it. I always... What? Have enough moisture. You, you, you don't have enough moisture. What, why, why do you say that? What, what, what do you mean by that? What do you, what do you mean by that? Or, oh, Bo, what, what, why did you do that? What, what, what are you doing? I am definitely more moist now, but none of it got in my mouth. He said himself, you heard it just now. He said, he's the rocky soil. He's not moist there. I think how many times are we going to say moist? Moisty, moist. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Well, th- that's not actually what that means. 
All right, that's not actually what that means. It's not, a, not an external moisture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- these are the people that have a shallow heart. In that area of the world, they would have this layer of rock, and on top of that layer of rock, there would be just a little bit of soil. And so a farmer or a sower during that time would have to know that there's not very much soil on the top of that rock. And so that if they accidentally got seed on there, what they'd find out is that the plant would grow up at first and then it would die because it didn't have enough moisture. The rocks would take the moisture away. And Jesus says, this is the one who has the shallow heart. They have a little bit of experience. You see what it says there? They hear the word. They hear Jesus' words. And at first, they receive it with joy. They're really excited about hearing about Jesus. They're really excited about something. Maybe they went to Canyon View Camp, like our kids just did this last week. They went to Canyon View, and they heard all this stuff about Jesus. They sang all of these great songs. And then they come home, and maybe something difficult happens and they throw it away. Or maybe they go on in life, they get out of high school, and life hits them in the face, and they have a difficult time. Something terrible happens, and all of a sudden, they say, you know what, I'm done with this, God. I'm not a part of this. I had the same experience. I went to a camp-like experience as a kid. I I was really a young man. I think I was 20 or 21. I went to this camp. I finally experienced Jesus on some level. I was around all kinds of Christian people, And I had this kind of camp high, and I came home, and I said, I'm going to serve Jesus, and I'm going to do lots of things, and I was on fire. And then I came home, and my world fell apart. My world fell apart. Life was awful. And so I said, forget you, God. I'm not going to follow you anymore until I got so miserable that I, I finally returned to Jesus. But this happens all of the time. It's somebody who comes to Jesus and they say, they say, oh yes, this is so incredible. Maybe they're influenced by an awesome church with great music. And they think, oh, this is really great. This is awesome. But they really have a shallow heart because they didn't really listen to Jesus. Jesus' words about the best way to live, God's intent for life, never got down into their soul. It was superficial growth. It wasn't real. And so Jesus says, These people fall away and they wither away because they never got down into the deep soil. Jesus' word, his seed never got down in there. They listen at first and then something bad happens and they're gone. Some of you have made decisions for Jesus Christ. Some of you have have said that that you are a Christian and it's temporary at best right now. Jesus turns around and he tells his disciples, I wanna tell you a story. And the story is this, are you really listening to me? Are you really hearing me? Do you you really understand what I've done for you? Because if you haven't, you're in danger. You're, You're in danger of never producing fruit. So what's he say? He says in verse 14, he talks about the thorns or the distracted heart. And so he says, and as for the seeds, that fell among the thorns. They are those who hear, but as they go through life, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. You got got a question again? I I, I hate to keep interrupting, but you said fruit. Uh, How do we tell when a fruit is mature? Like we're talking low voice and 
Maybe, not, 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 what? What Oh, wait, 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 John. No, 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 no. No, we're not going to talk about what gets taught in, in public school health class. That's, uh, that's dangerous. Okay. Yeah, let, 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 let me keep going here for a minute. So this is talking about the distracted heart. They hear Jesus' words. They hear what Jesus has to say. They, they hear it. But then they go through life. They might even receive it with joy like the last person. They say, I love Jesus. I want to serve him. I want to walk with him. But then some other things happen. They get a good job. They get a good job. They, Jesus finally answers their prayers about having a good job, having a good life, something like that. They think that, you know what? I did this on my own. I don't know. They get, they get some toys they get some things to play with. Pretty soon they're working all the time, don't have time for God, don't have time for his word, don't have time for his people. They get to a point where they're just like, there's a bunch of good things, like work is a good thing and pleasure is a good thing. And all these things are really good things, but they come to a point where it's just like, these things become God things. They become like gods to them. See, good things that you have, the pleasures in life, the toys that you have, the friends that you have, all of that stuff are all good things, but they can become like gods to you. They can become like gods to me. God is always correcting me in this very same thing. God is showing me that, Matt, your heart is too tied to the successes that you've had. Matt, your heart is too tied to the things that you are enjoying in life, and you're not enjoying me in the same way. See, God wants us to see that we have a distracted heart. We have a heart that is full of thorny soil. See, these people, they listen, but then they get busy. They have good things that replace God in our lives, and they become the God in their life. And Jesus, as a result, isn't the one who's sowing seed into their life. They are experiencing joy, what they think is the good life from everything else that they see. And then lastly, Jesus says, he talks about the good soil. What is the good soil? He says, as for that, in, as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Bear fruit? That's not... That's... That's, 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 that's not, it's not the fruit that comes from a bear or, or a, anything that you just said is nonsense. It's, it's, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you almost had it. So, so Bo, you're a farmer. What does it look like to make good soil? What's that? <laughs> Did we forget a line here? Like, line? <laughs> you're a farmer. Right? Okay, what does it take to get good soil? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Listen here. Okay, Bo's got this. She's a farmer. Listen up, fellas. Here's what you want to do. You got to get all the necessary preparation, right? You need a temperate climate. Temperate climate. Okay, go. Cool. Are you tracking yeah. with me? I'm okay. sort of, yeah. Yeah, right. Good. Listen up. Okay. Uh, then you need some rain. Okay. Probably. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. See? 
then you want the right tools. Tools, right? yes, okay. So you get to work on this land. I know all about this. Do you? Do you? Yeah, okay. I take care of my own see, see. Oh. You can do something about that. Hey, hey, you. I hate to tell you this, bud, but but what? you've got it all wrong again. You're you're totally wrong. Listen, <laughs> let let me finish up the sermon, sermon, okay. and then and then hey, yeah, maybe we. He's, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not. And it's not something that we do. It's something that God does. It's something that God does. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. You have a microphone on. I don't know if you, they, they all heard you say that. what? Yeah, yeah, you, you have to go to the bathroom right now? Okay, okay, okay. Why don't you guys go to the bathroom? And, uh, yes, you need to, okay, okay, all right. Thank you, guys. Can we thank Bo and Johnny for all the nonsense? Okay. Yeah. Listen, what is the good soil? Because you can look at this and you can say, you know what, I want to be good soil. It sounds like a kid's story, and in some sense it is. Jesus teaches to little children, and they can receive it just as well, but it's also for the adult. What does it take to have good soil? What do you need to do to have the good soil so that you can receive the, G- the words of Jesus? Kent Hughes says this, he said, hard hearts need to be plowed by sorrow and disappointment so that God's word can take root. And that goes for hard hearts and distracted hearts. And that goes for anyone here who has a heart that's not receiving the words of Jesus Christ. See, the words of Jesus Christ are oftentimes not received when everything's going fine. But when life gets difficult, when sorrow comes, Jesus uses that time more than any other time in our life to plow our hearts, to allow us to see that our lives are not working out. I don't know if you feel like your life is working out. Is it working out the way that you've been doing things, or do you feel yourself continually going further and further and further away from the good life, away from the way that life was intended, God's kingdom being established in your heart and in your life. See, if you get to the point where you say, I'm miserable, I can't deal with this anymore. I realize that I have shame and I have guilt and I have things in my life that are not right. You know what's happening right there? The soil of your life is beginning to be plowed. Jesus is beginning to turn up the soil of your life, and he's beginning to make soft soil. But the question is this, will you let him do that, or will you try to escape the sorrow, the disappointment, the things that are falling apart? Will you try to escape that through some type of addiction? Will you try to escape that through some type of other thing that you can go into? Jesus is saying to you, to his followers, the people that are listening to him speak through his word right now, he's saying to you, you say that you're following me, but are you listening? Are you listening? And what should we be listening for? Jesus has seed that he wants to sow into your life. He wants you to experience his seed of grace and mercy. See, Jesus says this in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. He says, come to me, all who labor. And what does it mean, labor? It's everyone who's trying to make themselves good soil. 
It's everyone who's trying to labor and trying to impress other people and say, that's where the good life is. That's where the true kingdom is. Jesus says, I want everyone who's laboring for something that is never gonna get them what they desire, and I wanna give them what I created them for. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. They're loaded down with all kinds of things. This is the religious person who says, I gotta do this to make Jesus happy, and I gotta do that to to look good at church, and I gotta do this, and I gotta do that. Jesus is speaking to you. Jesus is speaking to the person who's been diving into all kinds of things, trying to find peace. And he says, you gotta stop working. And you've gotta come to the one who's gracious and merciful. And he says, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you, which is another way of saying, take my teaching upon you and learn from me. And Jesus says, I want you to see who I am. He says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Do you know what's going on when you have a hard heart? When you have a distracted heart? When you have a heart that can't receive the word? You have a heart that is not rested. You have a soul that is constantly clamoring, constantly looking for something. And Jesus says, I have the answer for you. He says, my yoke is easy. My teaching, my seed is easy and my burden is light. And Jesus proves this when he says, I'm going to the cross for you. Jesus wants you to see how incredible his love is for you by having gone to the cross. He goes to the cross because you and I, in our natural state, are as sinful as they come. We have the potential to be as sinful as anybody out there. Our hearts are full of thorns, are full of hard patches. Our hearts are full of all kinds of things where his seed does not grow. And Jesus says, I can break up that hard heart with my grace and my mercy. Jesus has grace and mercy for you, and he proves it when he goes to the cross and he dies for you. God dies for you. And you, you can do a couple things with this. You can say, you know what, that's cool. I think that's okay. I guess I'll kind of follow Jesus half-heartedly. I guess I'll kind of I guess I'll kind of receive that a little bit, but then you can just kind of come up with your own ideas as to what following Jesus is. You can be shallow and just kind of dabble with Jesus, but then testing's gonna come and you're gonna fall away. You can be distracted by all of the toys that you have, all the wealth that you have, all of the Netflix shows that you can watch, all of the social media that you can be a part of, and you can be distracted. Men and women, you have to understand something. Our lives as Christians are falling apart because we are wealthier than anybody has ever been wealthy. And we have more distractions at our fingertips than we could possibly know. And you could go through life and I could go through life always having a hard heart because I'm staring at a screen because I have everything that I want because every convenience in life has been afforded to me. You could be distracted. You could be 
among the thorns. Jesus says, today is the day. Now is the day of salvation. You can receive Jesus by trusting that he can make your heart good soil. You can't do it. He can with his gospel. Believe the gospel. I'm a sinner in need of Jesus' grace. And without it, I'll die. I'll destroy myself. Maybe you already see it. Would you bow your heads with me? Lord Jesus, I feel like there, there may be people here in the, in the crowd this morning that no one understand how distracted they are, how hard-hearted they are, how shallow they are. Lord, because as I read this passage and as I studied it, I could see areas of my life of hard-heartedness, of shallowness, of, of distractedness. Lord Jesus, I need your gospel. I need your truth. I need your mercy and your grace to penetrate my heart. So God, I'm just praying that you would allow me to see my sin for what it is, but allow me to experience your love in ways that I've never seen. Would you pray that with me? God, I want to experience your love and your mercy. I want to trust you as my Savior. Maybe I already did at some point in my life. And Lord, you never leave us. You never forsake us. But maybe there's a hard hardness. We've been a Christian for a long time. But maybe there's people who just walked in fresh this morning without relationship with you. And they've never listened to you. Church is a culture that they're just a part of. God, would you convict them of their sin. But show them your incredible grace and your incredible mercy. It's in your name we pray. Amen. This morning.